Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith and there was an article in Scientific American recently that just hit one of my particular hot buttons that I do want to share with you. Uh, actually it was back in May. May 10th is when it was published and the title was this. It's uh, actually from the physics section of the magazine. Godless Universe. A Physicist Searches for Meaning in Nature. Uh, the subtitle is, The Natural World is the Only World, Theoretical Physicist Sean Carroll Argues in a New Book. Uh, I, let me say this from the outset, uh, and actually, I, well, let me go ahead and just read from the article and let the article speak for itself a little bit. They start off the article by pointing out, it's time to face reality. California Institute of Technology theoretical physicist Sean Carroll says there's no there's just no such thing as God or ghosts or human souls that reside outside of the body everything in existence belongs to the natural world and is accessible to science he argues in his new book the big picture on the origin of life meaning and the universe itself out this week from Dutton Carroll describes a guiding philosophy along these lines that he calls poetic naturalism. It excludes a supernatural or spiritual realm, but still allows plenty of room for life to have a purpose. Uh, it's actually a bit of an interview with him. I'm really just going to read uh, one section. Uh, they, they, they ask him and say, naturalism, naturalism is the viewpoint that everything arises from natural causes and there's no supernatural realm. He says, you coined the term poetic naturalism for your own particular brand of this guiding philosophy. Why the need for a new term? And so let's read Sean Carroll's answer. He says, naturalism has certainly been around for a very long time, but as more people become naturalists and talk to each other, their disagreements within naturalism are interesting. I thought there was a judicious middle ground, which I call poetic, between, quote, the world is just a bunch of particles, and, quote, science can be used to discover meaning and morality. To me, he continues, the connotations of poetic are that there's some human choice that comes into how we talk about the world. In particular, when it comes to questions of morality and meaning, the way we go about deciding what is right and wrong and meaning or not is not the same as the way we discover what is true and false. Um, let me point out here as we analyze this a bit, I actually respect uh, physicist Sean Carroll quite a bit. I'm, I'm familiar with his work as, as a layman in terms of someone who's fascinated by the things of physics. I don't always respect his conclusions. I do believe his philosophy is faulty. Um, but the fact that he's a scientist who actually has some kind of respect for philosophy uh, and, and thinking of things beyond physics uh, is actually something that I have come to appreciate, even if he is sold on some ideas that clearly I believe have no actual grounding whatsoever. So I respect him, but I have to be honest, this concept of poetic naturalism is just nonsense. Uh, there really is absolutely no basis for it. The article tries to say that it leaves room for morality. But in the end, when you actually analyze it, it doesn't really leave room for morality unless we're going to redefine morality as human preference. Uh, human preference instead of reality. Why does it leave room for reality? It kicks God out, and within that void, it tries to substitute human choice and uh, this discussion we can have about things. The only reason it leaves room for morality is because it really consigns morality when you get down to the reality of what it does. It consigns morality 
to the realm of human fancy and imagination, where frankly there's also unicorns and leprechauns. If you kick God out of the world and all you have is the physical world around us, I'm sorry, there is no room for any kind of objective morality. When you're in that world where it's only a natural world with natural physical laws, you can argue for the justification of a holocaust. You can argue for the justification of rape and murder and pillage. And societies have done so in the past. There is no answer to moral quandaries in the natural realm. What you have is a society that's coming to understand the implications of its worldview, but they don't like those implications. And so what you see here are a lot of these backdoor insertions of the concept that maybe we can still have morality. Maybe we can still have meaning. Maybe there's still value somehow in the world. But I'm sorry, there's simply not. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you're not willing to agree with the first five words of the Bible, in the beginning, God created. If you're not willing to agree that there's more to this world than simply what we see with our eyes, but that there is a transcendent God who has left, frankly, plenty of fingerprints to point to his existence, there is no way you're going to somehow create an objective morality that avoids horrors while embracing what we know to be good and true but continue to watch them try. Thank you very much for watching. Please check out everything else that we have available at tomorrowsworld.org.